Welcome to Article 23, the podcast all about making work work. I'm Rhonda Brighton Hall. I'm the CEO and founder of Moi, Making Work Absolutely Human. And today is the big wrap up of this big 2020. We've loved creating the podcast every week this year, and I'm excited to be sharing some of our favorite moments from 2020. In this podcast, what we've done for this week is quite unique. We've taken five moments from our five most popular podcasts of this year and put them together in a bit of a mashup, if you like. Five very, very different topics. Those topics are co-creating culture in the wake of COVID-19, very important for 2021 for all of us. Are you okay? What that actually looks like. Career resilience, right down in the gritty of for individuals and what that might mean to them. Newbies at work, we really got in touch with some brand new people at work and what it actually means for them. And belonging, it ain't just about you. And I think that's such a broad spectrum of what we've talked about all year. And that's the most important thing about our community is that you've been so up for understanding deeply people and culture and every aspect of it, not just the part that's all about yourself. It's about everybody and how we come together. And that's what we're trying to do. So we hope you thoroughly enjoy our 2020 wrap up. Over to you. So what's what's going to happen when things go back to some sort of normal, whatever that is, however that looks, however long that takes, all, all of those things are unknown. But what's re-onboarding going to look like? And I think there's quite a lot of challenges in what we're assuming about that. So I think we're assuming things about culture. Um, we're assuming things about connection. We're assuming that the connection hasn't changed, I think. And it's like you'll just come back tomorrow and it'll be great. It's really true because that was that re-onboarding sort of phrase that we started using in early March was when we were working with hospitality and they're yeah. sort of going, okay, we can't, we're not allowed to keep our restaurant or our shop open, um, so what do we do now? And so they were saying, okay, we're going to sort of hibernate it, which became the word, um, and then we're going to bring it back. Um, but nobody really knows how people will go back to restaurants or when, um, if we'll go back to the theatre or when. And so there's all these open questions. So we were always talking about what does re-onboarding look like? And that was the yeah. expression that we used, not just onboarding, but actually re-onboarding because you're taking a bunch of people who've been at home for a couple of months, it could be, and you're saying, Absolutely. let's just go back like it was in March and that could be, you know, very different. Yeah, and I don't know how it's flowing through back home, but over here in some of the US states that are reopening, rightly, wrongly, however quickly, slowly, but, you know, everyone's muddling through it in their own way. Um, there are definitely restrictions on it that mean it will not look the same. So things like occupancy in your restaurant of 100 people can only be 25% of that. And yeah. so how that looks, how servers react, obviously the way people get paid over here is a bit different potentially, but just the way you shop to work is going to be very different. Let's imagine you've got 10 minutes on your watch and you've got 10 minutes free and you go and you say, are you okay? Um, no, okay, wow, we've just closed the door to what could actually be a real opportunity. So there are a couple of key things to kind of creating the space for the conversation. One is you actually need to be ready for it. Are you in a good space and ready to be open to have that conversation? To sort of sit and genuinely listen to that person. And I think this is a critical one. Can you sort of provide the time needed to actually have a genuine conversation, which can take 30 minutes, an hour. Um, so creating that space. The second is being prepared. Uh, as humans, I don't know about you, but I think our tendency is to give advice for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> this is a situation where 
you're not likely to have the answers. And part of being prepared is actually being prepared to not know and to listen and to be able to sit with someone and, and to be open to maybe that they're going to respond to you in a range of ways, whether they're upset by you asking or it might bring out, they might even be angry, but you're sort of having to be prepared for a range of uh, responses that might come from that person. And then part of the sort of third part of that is picking your moment and your space. You know, have you chosen somewhere that they're actually likely to feel comfortable to open up? Is asking someone, are you okay in the middle of a meeting? The best <laughs> place to start that conversation in front of their boss. You know, maybe it's how do you find somewhere sort of private, a little bit informal. When's the best time of day to begin that? Is it 5.30 p.m. when they're walking out the door with their backpack on? They're like, whoa, way to time that. So poorly. Um, and an interesting one. What's the body language for this conversation? You know, is it something where you're front facing or is it something where you're having a walk or you're in the kitchen? What's thinking about what's the right space for that person to start that conversation that feels safe and comfortable? Yeah. And yeah, those transferable skills, really yeah. important. It's also important to be able to highlight things like your ability to learn. Um, problem solve, be curious. So those kind of capabilities and attributes that um, you can really put to use in any environment. Yeah, so true, so important. Um, it's it's not just about those tangible or sort of technical skills sometimes as people refer to. Um, you, it is about understanding those personal capabilities and, and, and attributes and, and, and really using this together to develop that um, sort of more detailed piece we call a value proposition. And sorry, there's that jargon <laughs> alarm bell ringing. But, but again, value proposition is, you know, when, it, when you boil it down, is, is getting to that point of having that really clear personal sales pitch. Yeah. Um, and, and because without it, you really are going to struggle to communicate your value and get traction in any sort of career transition scenario. Yeah. So I think we've got some great examples of this. Like working yeah. with uh, police was a really great example is that they sort of go, what are you good at? I'm good at being a police person. Mm. Right. And you go, what else have you got? Yeah. And you actually unravel it. You find out yeah. these people have been learning incredible levels of psychology and leadership mm. since they hit the police academy. Mm. So it's an amazing array. You know, mm. you get 10 years into the police, 20 years mm. into the police, 30 years into the police. Mm. You've got really great skills in both those areas. Yeah. And sort of calling them out, not just... I can do policing, but I can also lead and mm. I can also understand people, which is, yeah. you know, a really great combination. So this is a great place to start. So how have you found getting started? What's been easy? What's been hard? How's uh, it been looking? It's been a nightmare. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, oh, absolute nightmare. You just, Has any of it been easy? I, it's never been easy, I don't think. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I, um, when I first started my master's degree, I, I decided, oh, look, I'll get a job in my field, in, in the environment. Honourable uh, intent. Honourable intent, exactly. <laughs> and um, it it never materialised. I put in resume after resume after resume. Like, I, I went for it for months. Like, I spent all of my first year trying to find desperately a job in my field, part-time, casual, whatever. I was, I was getting to the point where I was just like, don't even pay me money. I just, <laughs> I just want something on my resume. And... I couldn't get anything. Like you're just running in, like just give me like a like a handful of peanuts. Just, like, <laughs> oh look, uh, look, a, a, a crisp high five would have done it for me. Yeah. Um, Pat on the back <laughs> if, if that does it, like. Please. And nothing materialized, and it 
And when I say nothing materialized, nothing. Didn't hear it's a word amazing back. We have the most amazing automated AI-based recruitment systems that automate responses to you. So you're literally getting nothing back. You just put where's your mouse, nothing happens. Absolutely oh, yeah. nothing back. It's, I it's would have been, oh, sorry. I would have been so happy if it was just a computer-generated email saying, sorry, you didn't get the job. I would have been happy with that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that. That would have made my day. And I feel like there's a story about like, oh, your resilience, like put yourself out there. People are going to kick your teeth in. But it's like no one is giving, no one has the time to kick your teeth in. <laughs> like that's how unimportant you are. It's like you are not worth the time it would take to slam the door in your face. Like they just kind of look at you until you leave their porch. Oh my goodness. So everyone who's listening to this that's in recruitment, you need to get out to a couple of industries that are clearly clearly struggling with their recruitment practices. And that's unforgivable. That is absolutely unforgivable in 2020 not yep. to get responses at all. But you can't call them unforgivable because, like, what, what are we going to do about it? Like, yeah. you never work again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, can't make, you can't make a stink. You can't make yeah. Get out of the bag. Belonging is a superpower we can all use. And it's yep. a superpower because like we think invisible is a superpower, that would be so, what if I could do that? It would be cool, but not everyone has it in anything you watch. This one we all literally have in our control to do something with it. And that's a pretty powerful superpower. Um, second one, it's a bit cute, but I think that it's kind of right. The second one is it's not actually that hard, but it does take a constant and conscious sort of mindset to it. So I would say normally, I've got a pretty switched on mindset on belonging for that day, that day in that context, whatever reason I didn't, but it was brought back for me by someone else. So if that can happen to me, I can do that for someone else. And so can you, I think that's really important, but yeah. there is a consciousness to that. And the final one, and it sounds most positive that I've ever been. And it absolutely is. The, and I believe it. I can't really think of a context where I don't is if we really get to know someone, it's hard not to like. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, that's um, something I always, when I'm coaching people or mentoring them, as I always say, um, once you know someone's story, it's hard not to like them. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in in 2020. That was certainly five very different moments to wrap up the year. We appreciated you being with us this year and we very much look forward to welcoming you in 2021. When we will be back to do what we absolutely are built to do, which is to take the people and culture space and make it as practical and accessible to every single person. Whether you're looking after your own job and career, whether you're looking after a team, building a business or running a company. So thank you so much for your support. Wishing you the most marvellous festive season, the end of this very, very tough year and a very happy new year as we welcome in 2021. See you next year. In the meantime, you can always contact us on team at moi.live via our website. And a big, big moi from us.